Please, before you take your seat, lift up your Bibles. Let's take the affirmation together. Say with me, this is my Bible. It is God's inner and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide it towards in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by doing its teachings and sow it in my world by being a witness. Hereafter, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Please be warmly seated. And as you sit, please help me welcome somebody to your left and to your right. Say, my brother, my sister, I'm glad you're in church. Please do it with a smile. If the person is not smiling, tell him, you are not smiling, no. Pastor says you should smile and greet me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Amen. We're continuing our series this morning on the subject of the Holy Spirit, our power for living and service. Turn with me your Bible to so Acts of Apostles chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. We'll read from verse 23. Acts 8 from 20, sorry, 26. We'll read 26 to 30. Glory be to God. Please open your Bibles, open your notes, and bring out your writing materials also. Amen. It says, And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south unto the way that went down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Hmm. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, and was returning, and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah, that is Isaiah, the prophet. When the Spirit, sorry, then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him and read the prophet and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Amen. In this particular text, Philip was in the midst of, of, of a revival. In Samaria. 
something powerful was happening there. He has just hosted the apostles and it went very well, very powerful, supernatural deliverances, healing and all those things took place. And while he was in the midst of that revival, while he was in the midst of it, the Bible says God sent an angel to him. And the angel told him, get up, go or to the way of the desert. Thank God for this man, Philip. He's somebody that has been acquainted with the way of the spirit. Because it's key for us to truly, truly enjoy or receive, enjoy and be benefits or derive benefits from the ministry of the Holy Spirit. An acquaintance with the way of the Spirit. An acquaintance with the way of the Spirit. The Bible says the angel of the Lord spoke to him and gave him a direction. A direction. Thank God for direction. Oh, how we all need divine direction. How we all need God to point you, get up, go to Kano. That is where um, the next chapter of my life with you is. And someone will say, Kano, in this time, he said, yes, go. Just like it was with this man. The angel of the Lord said, come, get up, go. And he was directed to the way of the desert. What could be happening in the desert at this time? The Bible says he didn't ask that question because he was a man that was acquainted with the way of the spirit. Beloved, the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto man. But the end thereof is what? Death. We all need divine direction. But we all know in our lives and living today, it is not every time we are directed by God. And as a matter of fact, it is not every time in our lives that we need direction. Direction comes once in a strategic timing. God could say, get up, pack your things, or go to a particular place. It comes. But between where you are and where you are going, there is something you need every now and again. Not direction, but guidance. The Bible says you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk therein. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit that brings guidance to us. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit that also brings direction. But what you need every now and again, even when you are in the will of God, you have received the direction for your life, what you need every now and again is divine guidance. Go to the way of the desert. He got up, he ran, and got there. When he got there, I'm at the desert, what next? Oh God. He said, you see that chariot that is coming? Join yourself. If he was not acquainted with the way of the spirit, in the first place, he wouldn't be in the desert. In the second place, he wouldn't just see a car coming, passing, a carriage coming, and he said, join. And he would, and he would go and join. 
He had to be sure that this was God directing or speaking to him, guiding him step by step. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of guidance sent by God to us. The Bible says he will walk with us. He will be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us because he's there to tell you this is the way walk therein. The world is a minefield. Where you think he's safe, you don't know what is hiding under it. But he that has gone ahead of you, he that is the beginning and the end, he that knows the end from the beginning, he has gone through the way and he sees the challenges or the dangers in those places and he knows when to tell you, go, go, stop, stop. The Bible says, he said, join yourself to this chariot. This man that was already acquainted, he had no doubt. The Bible says he started running beside it. He ran without fear. He ran without contradiction in his heart. Because he knew that he was running in the direction that God was walking in his life at that time. The greatest way to win mastery, the greatest way to win victory in your life at any point in time is to be where God is. Do what God has in store for you to do at that time. In fact, do what God is doing at that time. That was where this man was. No wonder he had so much success. The Bible says he ran after the man. And as he was running after him, he began to hear the man read from Isaiah's. Isaiah 53. And instantly, because the way of the Spirit, the Spirit had made a way for him. The Bible says when he got to the man, he was running over, and he said to the man, do you understand what you are reading? The man saw him running. We don't know if the man was scared about him. But the man answers, gave us some hope that the man too was comfortable. The Spirit of God had made the arrangement. So that when he asked, do you understand what you are reading? The man said, how can I understand unless somebody teaches me? Is this prophet talking about himself or talking about somebody else? And the Bible says from there, he preached Jesus to them, to him. What victories we lose in our lives simply because we don't know the ways of the spirit. What peace we throw away from our lives simply because we are not acquainted with the speakings of the spirit. When Jesus promised us the spirit, he said he will be with us. He wouldn't leave us. He had some specific assignments to carry out in our lives. And the only way the Spirit can carry out those assignments in our lives is if there is a communion, if there is a koinonia, if there is an interaction. A vibrant relationship with the Spirit of God is what secures that. How do I get intimate with the Spirit of God? The first step in getting intimate with the Spirit of God so as to know, in fact, can we have the scripture on screen? Exodus 33, verse 13. Exodus 33, verse 13. King James. King James. King James. Quickly. I want us to briefly just look up to this scripture. This was the prayer of God's servant Moses. Moses was a man that has had definite encounters with the Spirit of God. 
He got to a point in his life and ministry and he poured his heart out to God. Verse 13. Can we all read together with a loud voice, everybody? One, two, go. Now, therefore, I pray thee. This was a prayer of Moses unto God. What did he pray? He said, if I have what? Found grace in thy sight. Here, he wasn't sure. But you and I know today, under the new covenant, we have found what? Grace in his sight. In fact, grace upon grace. Now, go on. What did he ask for? If he has found grace, do what? Show me what? This was the first prayer in this journey that he prayed. Why did he want thy way? He said, show me thy way that I might what? Know thee. That I may find grace. That he will know better how to walk with him. And consider this nation thy people. But see here. Moses' first prayer to God was to get to know God. Was to discover God. An intimacy with God. God, show me thy way. It was not the hands of God he was after. In fact, the psalmist said, he showed the Israelites his hands. But unto Moses, he showed Moses what? His ways. If you are asking for bread, you will get bread. If you are looking for seed, he will give you seed. But you know that in every seed he gives you, there is bread there. And in every bread he gives you, there is seed. But the mindset with which you search for God will determine how you interpret the giftings of God in your life. Please put back that scripture. He said, if I found grace in thy sight, show me thy way. How do you do things? So that I will know how to relate with you. This was a man crying for intimacy. This was a man crying for a relationship with God. Because to him, having the favor of God, having a relationship, a sound, vibrant relationship with God was much more important to him than all the glories he can see. Than all the expressions of the miracles they have seen. They have seen the ten miracles that God did in Egypt. They have seen the mighty hand of God. They have seen how God with an outstretched arm bore them. What else was he looking for? He knew that beyond the hand of God, there is a way of God. The only way I can perpetuate the hand of God in my life is to know the ways of God. If I know the ways of God, I can always work to please him. Without asking for an outstretched arm, the arm will be outstretched because I am constantly where I should be at that time. Brother, are you following me? He was not after the miracles. He was not after the wonders. He was after a life that will please God. I want to know you. I want to have an intimacy with you. But shortly after that, when he began to experience these things he was talking about, let's quickly go to verse 18. You will see how this prayer translated him to the popular prayer that we know. Let's read verse 18 together, everybody. And he was said, what? Everybody, please read. I beseech thee. Do what? Show me thy glory. If you don't know the way, you cannot experience the glory. The intimacy with the Spirit of God is our peace. Intimacy with the Spirit of God is what will bring a fulfillment, a display, a manifestation of the glory of God. The Bible says the earnest expectation of the creation, they are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. How can the sons of God manifest when they don't know the ways of God? 
The ways of God are enshrined. The, the custodian of the ways of God is the Spirit of God. When He enlightens His word to you, when He enlightens your path, that is why we must get to know the person that has the revelation, and that is the Holy Spirit. And so, one of the ways in which I can begin to acquaint myself, develop intimacy with the Spirit of God, is for me to know what is it that the Bible has said about intimacy with the Spirit of God. Remember, He's the one that gives guidance. He's the one that gives that. An angel told him, go on the way to the desert. Your father, your mother, your brother, your uncle can come and see and say, follow me to Lagos. They are taking you to Lagos. When you get to Lagos, what are you going to do? You are now in Lagos. Lagos is okay for you to be in. But while in Lagos, what will you be doing? That is why you need the guidance of God. Everybody is going to Abuja. Let me go to Abuja. Let me go to Abuja. You get to Abuja. What will you be doing in Abuja? The guidance of the Spirit of God. The guidance of the Spirit of God. You don't get direction every day. You don't need direction every day. But one thing you need every day is divine guidance. And the Holy Spirit is the custodian of that guidance. That is why you must get to know him. And so hear what Jesus said about the Spirit. The first thing about building an intimate relationship with the Spirit of God is that I must know what the Bible says about it. John chapter 14 verse 16. It says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. The gift of the Spirit is being made. Jesus has prayed and the Spirit has come for us. John 16 and 13 and 14. It says, how be it when he, he is a person, is a personality. When the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you unto all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. Guidance is not enforcing. Guidance is entity. Guidance is saying, this is the way. Walk therein. Guidance is saying, my son, listen to the voice I'm speaking to you. This is the way you should go. That is guidance. A guide will not force you. He says, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear me, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Beloved of God, one of the key ministries of the Holy Spirit is to have a one-on-one with you, a one-on-one relationship. You have to desire it. Jesus said in John 14, 17, he says the world cannot receive him because they cannot see him. And said, so what does it mean to see him? It means, first of all, to be aware that he's there. To discern his presence in your life. Even when you feel you are so dry, discern his presence. You have have discerned his presence, encourage his ministry in your life. How do I encourage his ministry in my life? I acknowledge him. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Last week, I taught us from uh, Ephesians chapter chapter 5, verse 7 to 19 or 20. That is how to encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit, acknowledge the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. And from there, you begin to experience him. 
as you experience him you express your gratitude your thankfulness to him you talk to him as a person because he has been sent not just as your god but he has come as your friend he has come as your guide the bible says he takes of what is mine what is mine what is jesus's own and reveals to you there is a portion of you that you have in christ there's a portion of you that you have in christ i have my portion you have your portion the bible says that as it is written of him he says sacrifices and offerings that wouldest not but a body that has prepared for me lo i have come as it is what written of me in the volume of the books there is a book concerning you in christ and the holy spirit has access to that book he knows the calendar he knows where you should be today the bible says as a result of our interaction with him part of the ministry that he will do he's not coming to point to himself he's coming to point to jesus jesus said he will take of what is mine he will look at it Today is the second day of May concerning you, concerning me. The mind of God for you, you can see the book and it comes to you as a result of your fellowship with him. Holy Spirit, I bless you. You are interacting with him. Either you're meditating in the world or just speaking to him in your privacy, in your moment, or you might even be with some people, but you are connected to him. As you are connected to him, he looks into the book and speaks to you. He makes a declaration of what you are not even thinking of. He makes a declaration of something that is about to happen, which is in a book that you should know. He says it to you. How did Philip know that he should join himself? The Spirit spoke to him. That Spirit is a speaking Spirit. That Spirit, he has not stopped speaking. He's still speaking today. He's still speaking today, beloved. That Spirit is still speaking today. And he's speaking things that pertain to your peace. He takes out of what is your portion in Jesus and declares to you. But what happens if you don't acknowledge him? You can't experience him. You don't experience him because you have not learned to discern him. You don't discern him because you are not aware of him. Brethren, if there's one thing you should leave this service with, Live with the fact that if I'm going to know the ways of God, I must know by the agency of the way. The agency of the way is the Holy Spirit. Without the way, there cannot be a manifestation of glory. Without the way, the miracles won't come. Without the way, the testimonies won't come. So if I'm going to arise and be the man I should be, I need an acquaintance. With the spirit of God. Many years ago. When I was in the bank. I wanted a desperate change in my life. But I knew in my heart. That it was the will of God. For me to make progress. The Bible says the path of a just man. Does what? Shine brighter and brighter. Until the perfect day. Meaning that. In the program of God for my life, I am not supposed to have a better last year than this year. Do you understand me? If that is going to be the case, therefore, I must find out what is the program of God for my life. Because it is in that program that I increase. It is in that program that I grow. And so, brethren, I began to take time to pray. I said, God, on my card in the office, 
there are about 27 of us scattered around different departments in the bank. We came in the same day, doing different things, but essentially on the same level. Different trainings, different backgrounds. But when everything is weighed and done, we are all on the same level. And I began to pray, God, I need a change. There has to be something outstanding that will happen in my life or through my life for me to be outstanding and stand out of the pack. Are are you you following me, somebody? The Bible says, Philippians chapter 2, it is God that is at work in you, creating the willingness for you to desire the fulfillment of his good pleasure. The thought of that prayer could have been from ambition. The thought for that prayer could have been from a desire for increase. But beloved, it was God that created that thing in me. The need. I don't have, I wouldn't need it, I wouldn't have needed to see. I was doing my work. Everybody was okay with my work. My bosses were okay. But I desire something more. That desire was an invitation by the Spirit for a better work with Him. And I set aside some time. I began to fast. I began to pray. I would pray as if everything depended on the pray, prayer. I would study in my office, in my work, as if everything depended on the knowledge I knew. Every now and again, I would just stop and say, Holy Spirit, show me the way. What do I do? Because I so much desire to be ahead. And the Bible says, through desire, a man does what? Separates himself and does what? Intermeddles with all wisdom. There was a cry in my heart to God that answers Christ. And suddenly, I remember the first day this thing happened. I was seated. It was at lunch time. Lunch time. I didn't feel like going out. I just stayed there. And lo and behold, in the general place, there was the paper, newspaper of that day. Newspaper that everybody there had access to. At that time, nobody was holding it. So and I just went and I took the newspaper. And I just began to turn it. I began to turn it. I began to turn it. I didn't know that it was God that was walking. It was with the benefit of hindsight when I look back. And I said, wow. So it was God answering my prayers all along. I didn't know. Beloved, as I read through, I got to a particular page. You know, Tuesday's Guardian was known for job advice and so on. I wasn't looking for a job because I was comfortable and confident and content with what I was doing. And so as I lived through, I got to a point on features and finance or something. And there was a topic there, an article that attracted my attention. They called it something, something, debt conversion. What is debt conversion? I had not heard it before. I was attracted to it. Like the burning bush that was burning. Moses saw the bush burning, but the leaves were not consumed, and he caught his attention. And when he turned to see, God was waiting to speak to him. I turned to see the burning bush in that newspaper, and I read, and I read, and I read. As confused as I was reading what I was reading, the more confused I got, the more interested I got. Why? Intimacy. The spirit was drawing me to deeper waters because this was the answer 
to the prayer and it will be the answer to many other people's prayer. Are, are you following me? Beloved, you are not just an answer to your prayer. You are an answer to many people's prayer. When God answers your prayer, he's giving answers to many other people that he will bring your way. Lo and behold, but then I read it. Out, I don't know what happened. I just, when I finished it, I dropped the newspaper. I went out and I looked for that paper and I bought it. Guardian for that day. And when I bought it, I immediately got a file from the office and cut off that article from my own copy of the newspaper and filed it neatly. After a while, every Tuesday I began to read. I'll go and buy and file. Go and buy, file. Go and buy, file. I read it to a point that it was making sense to me now. Then on one of the days again, one of the days again, the workings of the spirit, I was attracted to another newspaper, Champion newspaper, and this was a Thursday. I found out that it was in Champion newspaper then that I discovered that there was a training program that took place some months back in London, DC Gardner. And some Nigerians were brought. Why? Nigeria was owing so much. The government was determined to pay up the debt. And the government said, look, as many foreign companies that want to come and invest in Nigeria, get a portion. Don't come in with your money like that. Get a portion of Nigerian debt abroad. Go and pay for our debts. They will give you the certificate to how much you pay. When you bring the certificate here, we will receive the certificate for you and give it to you at a discount. If you bought one dollar worth of debt, by the time you come to Nigeria, we will give you an equivalent of two dollars worth. Just come. And a lot of foreign companies began to go that way. And that was how they needed to train the manpower in Nigeria to manage that. And that was what God was bringing me into. I didn't know. Some Nigerians are paid money gone for training. Others have been sponsored by the establishment to go for their training. Those of us that couldn't go, they had invited two journalists, one from Guardian, the other one from Champion, to come and be part of the training so that they can educate the Nigerian public. The investing public in Nigeria. And that was how God launched me into it. I began, in fact, the fair, when I saw that even the guy that was writing for the, uh, for the champion newspaper was very clear in the things he was writing. It was not even as complex as what the guy in the Guardian was writing. I had to go to one of the major vendor points in Lagos Island then, around CMS. And I said, please, sir. Can you help me? I want Guardian on Thursday for the past three months. The guy said, okay, he's going to cost you. I said, I will pay. And he got the papers for me within about two weeks. And I paid and I sat down. Prayerfully, I began to read. Prayerfully, I began to read. And I built a whole library out of it. And one of the articles, the guy that wrote for the champion newspaper, mentioned the name of one Nigerian that attended that training and where his bank was in Falomo at that time, Continental Merchant Bank. And I went to look for him. As I was going, I said, God, you are the one that gives favor. Give me favor before this guy. One young sharp guy from Kano. And when I met him, I introduced myself. I said, this is what, I just stumbled into this area. And understand that you are a specialist. Please, can you teach me? Can you mentor me? The guy looked at me. I remember. He asked me three or four questions. 
and the much I could answer, I answered. He said, okay, you know what? I will take you on. Meet me two times or three times in a week. For the next three months, I'm going to take you through this thing. But make sure you read ahead and come with questions. Because it's the questions that you have that I will respond to. Boy, I went back and I began to read. Each time I went with him, I went with my note. Ready. The three months went as if it was not time. And when it was time, he said, you know what? I'm going to take you through a practical session. There is a new customer I'm handling with respect to this. Come work with me on it. And I was his boy, carrying this, attending meetings with him. While I began to attend meetings with him, he began to introduce me to another circle I had no access being into. Did you see that? Each time I go, he will say, he's with me, he's with me, he's with me. When I finished that training from him, beloved of God, he said, you know what? You're a man now, you should go on your own. I said, where do I go? He said, I'll do you one last favor. I'm going to introduce you to one man that I just got that wants to do this business. I will tell him that you are good. Do it that I will supervise you. He should do it with you. And you know who he introduced me to? He introduced me to one of the sons of Isha Kurabiu. A young, sharp guy also. From Kano. And when I met him, the man just took a liking for me. That is one thing the Spirit of God will do. He will baptize you with favor. And I remember one night, in the course of his transaction, he said, Doctor, you know what? I just met another businessman who is interested in this thing. Can you be available for us to meet with him? I said, I like him available. Why are we going to meet him? He said, ah, you that live there, you have to wait in the island. We are meeting at 11 p.m. at also place. I said, Elijah, if you are meeting him at 2 a.m., I will meet him. Are you listening to me? Beloved, we went. As we entered into this place, it was somewhere in Victoria Island. I can't even know where it is now. We crossed the first gate. I was behind him. He had told me, as I go, follow me. When I move, boom. When I get up, get up. Each place he moved, there were three gates we passed. And when they look at me, they see me as a strange face. You tell them, no, he's with me. He's with me. He's with me. He's with me. Until we got to the final point. When we got to the final point and we began to talk, he introduced me to the man. This is a young man I told you about. He's doing me well. He will do you well. Beloved, needless to say, he changed my life. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to make a profit from. It is your interest to be interested in the Holy Spirit. If you want to see the glory of God, the agency of glory is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the ways and means, if I will use those, that phrase, to God. That is why somebody must cry here, Holy Spirit. I want to walk with you. You are willing to be my friend. I want to be your friend. I want to hear you. I want to walk with you. I want to encourage you if you are just hearing this. Go back to the sermons we are preaching on the Holy Spirit. Particularly from the first Sunday May. Listen to all the services. If you just listen closely to this service and the next time you think I preach the same thing. Something slightly will be different. On an angle I will tilt it to. So I want to encourage you to listen to all. 
Beloved of God, He is your friend. He is sent to make your life better. He is sent to make you fuller. He is sent so that the glory of God might be made manifest in your life. And men and women will be attracted to your light. When they attract to your light, you know that you are just a reflection. You are not the light. Jesus is who? The light. You will point to Jesus. Bow your heads. Let us talk to God. If you are here, you are not born again. The first thing we want to do is to establish that relationship with Jesus. He said, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to have a dynamic walk with the Holy Spirit. Can I see your hands up wherever you are? If you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be a child of God. If you are here, can I see your hands up? If you are watching from home or wherever you are watching from your online and those of us here, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Holy Spirit, thank you for releasing Jesus to come and die for me. He died for my sins. He shed his blood for my sins. He went to hell for me. He was resurrected for my justification. He seated at the right hand of God today, enthroned for me. Thank you. I confess him as Lord of my life. I ask today that you receive me as your child. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me completely. I come into you today in the name of Jesus. As simple as it is, if you pray that prayer, you are a child of God. I want to encourage those of us in the house. Immediately after the service, please help me see Pastor Fidelis O'Connor at the pastor standing on my left hand side here. See him immediately. Those of us at home, call the numbers on the screen. Somebody will be there to minister to you. The rest of us, can somebody talk to God today? Say, Holy Spirit. Address the Holy Spirit directly. You are the answer to the questions I have. You are God's agent sent into my life to help my walk with God. Holy Spirit. I want to have a dynamic relationship with you. Help me to be able to discern by your word your presence in my life. Help me to acknowledge. Help me to encourage your ministry and help me to experience your ministry in my life. At high times, at low times. I know you are always there. Help me to be conscious of this truth and help me to walk with you. Pray that simple prayer before him. And watch out to see what will happen in your life. Meaning from the depths of your heart. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. That you will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. That the almighty God will show himself powerful in your life. I pray for you today in Jesus name. That you will experience a dynamic encounter. Dynamic walk. The dynamic power of the Spirit of God in your life and in your affairs in Jesus' name. That you will discern Him. That you will encourage His ministry. And that you will acknowledge His mercy in your life in Jesus' name. You will be prompt to obey Him in all things in Jesus' name. I bless you this week in the name of the Lord. You will not be an act, a victim of accidental discharge. You will not enter the wrong vehicle. You, your loved one, will not be kidnapped. No matter how much the problem is flowing, it can be falling like rain. You will be spared from it in the name of Jesus. By the workings of the Spirit, you will walk and you will make profit in the name of Jesus. You will possess the gates of your enemies. I declare you will possess the gates of your enemies. 
the soul of the stranger will not exist over you. Neither is it permitted to taste of your wine. Go and find favor. Go and succeed. Go and become a testimony. The Lord bless you all. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you.